If you missed it live, catch the broadcast on kaya959.co.za. Amended Arto Act that uh, is on everybody's lips. And really the idea here is for everybody to sit up and be very, very clear about how things are going to be panning out for you as a driver, right? The idea here is to assist us with better a road um, conduct. You and me who are driving on the roads that we conduct ourselves much, much better. So we will be seeing more fines, especially when it comes to speeding and so on. But uh, we'll speak also to Salga, who are not happy with elements of this uh, Amendment Act. On the line with us is Mondem Kalipi, who's a spokesperson for the Road Traffic Infringement Agency. A very good evening and thank you so much uh, for making time for us, Mr. Kalipi. Uh, good evening, uh, uh, Pamela. Thank you for, for, for the time. Thank you uh, very much. Let's just maybe talk about what necessitated the amendment to the ARTA Act. Well, um, I think the, um, the, the, the ARTA Act, that is the Administrative Adjudication of Road Traffic Offenses Act, uh, as we all know, that it went through all the processes in terms of consultation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, in terms of uh, development of the green paper, having it passed, and then it moved on to the white paper stage. It went through the both houses of parliament. It was passed by both houses of parliament, and um, when it was um, approved uh, in 2019, uh, this amendment, and, and there are a number of areas that it looked at. Uh, one of those, for example, is the introduction of the points generic system. Mm. Uh, which I'm sure we're going to come into later because it talks to ensuring that uh, we comply with the laws of the road at all times. Failure to do that, we'll have our driving licenses suspended and perhaps being taken away. Mm -hmm. And then the other element, it talks to the introduction of the electronic service. Mm -hmm. I will recall that currently, in terms of serving of the other infringement documents, uh, we are lying. There are two methods of service uh, that we have now. We have the registered mail that is through the post office, mm. and the second one, um, which is the personal service, where you are having the infringement notice being given to you by hand by a traffic mm. officer on mm. the roadside. Yeah. Yeah. And the third one that the amendment uh, brought into place is the electronic service, okay. which means now um, infringement documents, uh, infringement notices can be emailed, uh, you can be notified through SMS and other electronic means mm-hmm. of the infringements that we have committed. So um, it's basically those areas. I think just uh, just to conclude uh, this element, uh, mm-hmm. okay, mm-hmm. okay, come in please. Come <laughs> okay, no, 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 that's fine. I just wanted to talk a little bit about um, the mechanisms and uh, the electronic mechanisms. Um, will, you know, how will it work? People change and throw away SIM cards every single day, as we know. Um, email addresses uh, get changed, you know, quite frequently when people move jobs and so on. So it, will that be an added element or will it be the only one going forward? Are you going to be getting rid of, for instance, the mail service? No, it will be an added element, Camelo, okay. definitely. Yeah, it will be because we all know that we live in different parts mm-hmm. of the country. Some of us have access to the post office, some don't, yes. some 
uh, don't have access to, 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 to electronic means of communication. So it is going to be an added on, and it is going to be an option that a particular road user will okay. uh, 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 fill in. If you go and maybe renew your, your driving license, you go and renew your license disc, you'll also be given an opportunity to update your details. Mm-hmm. So uh, on those annual updates that you'll be making, you'll also give an indication as to which method of posting or saving of documents okay. that will prefer to be done unto you. So obviously, so, as you said, I mean, it's a win that uh, now the demerit system kicks in because this is something, as you were saying, has been in the making for a while. In fact, this is the three, uh, the third amendment uh, of the R2, R2 Act, if this goes through. I mean, I, I know right now we're still waiting for the president to proclaim it. But the point here is that this is now here. The maximum points uh, that one should be avoiding <laughs> to get the, the demerit will be... Will, will be yeah. Yeah, and I know that's a big one, that yes. one. Well, um, well, you are correct, Camilo, we're waiting for, we are um, preparing all the documentation now for the president to proclaim this uh, legislation so that it kicks in countrywide. As you all know, that currently we still have it only in two jurisdictions, that is in China and in Jobek. Mm-hmm. So in terms of how the points demerit system is going to work, um, is we, it is still at a proposal stage because the regulations are still still going to be finalized. And we are looking at um, at a threshold of 15 uh, demerit points. And in some instances, uh, some members of the public say, no, this um, gets to be counted down. Mm-hmm. No, a mem- a, a points go up. Mm-hmm. Uh, we start from zero. All of us start from zero. We have absolutely no demerit points at the moment. So um, the minute uh, we, we one commits an infringement on the road, it's also going to depend on the severity of an infringement. Uh, for example, if we're talking about driving under the conditions of alcohol, mm-hmm. you may find that, and you are found guilty, uh, you may find that the demerit points will be six that will be meted against that particular infringer. But if, for example, one um, is driving maybe, let's say, with, um, without putting on a safety ball belt or exceeding the set speed limit by 40 kilometers per hour, uh, it might find uh, the number of demerit points allocated to that. It might be four. So it depends on the severity of the infringement. So how it's going to work is that if, for let's say, uh, one is driving under the conditions of alcohol and been found guilty, and then 15, six demerit points are put against that particular individual, and then maybe he or she commits another infringement uh, of the same uh, severity, and then those demerit points now are going to go up to 12 and then um, commit another infringement that is going to take him or her, let's say, to 17 points to be suspended. Mm. The suspension um, um, uh, takes for a period of three months um, with the understanding that when you come back on the road after that three-month period, you'll be beginning to work down now from those demerit points. They are not going to disappear. <laughs> you have to work them down. It means from those... 16, if there were 16, three, one is going to be reduced. Okay. And then the more you drive well on the road, um, let's say for a period of three months, mm-hmm. one demerit point has to be reduced. Mm-hmm. So that is how it is going to work. If, for example, let's say you exceed that 15 uh, demerit point threshold uh, two times, one is going to be suspended for the second occasion, mm-hmm. but on the third occasion you exceed the threshold, the driving license of that particular driver is going to be taken away. Hmm. Taking away that driving license, it means that person must go back and restart from learner's license and also 
undergo a, a, a rehabilitation program so that one gets to be exposed of the dangers of reckless driving on the road, uh, of bad driving, the consequences that you might put other people's lives in danger. It's the point about someone having to start again. We all know people buy licenses. So, you know, how are we going to mitigate against that? Everybody knows somebody (laughs) who is corrupt in the system where, you know, nobody quite goes uh, onto the the, the testing drive field properly. You are asked, you know, how much. And we all know that happens. Is, Is that really going to be effective? Well, uh, Pamela, that's the work that is done, 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 actually. Because um, in that area, you know, of those allegations of corruption that are happening at the centers where there are driving licenses that are being, uh, that, uh, where driving licenses are being issued, um, that matter, I'm, I'm aware that it is being looked quite, quite very seriously. Mm. Because uh, from our side, as the, as, the, as the road traffic infringement agency, our intention is really to change that particular behavior to make sure that we we we, we comply with the laws of the road because mm-hmm. one of the uh, major concerns from our side is the fact that you know um, uh, traffic infringement before were managed through a system that is called the criminal procedure act and now uh, we are introducing this system that we, we are, you are talking about now which is ARDO, the administrative adjudication of road traffic offenses which says um, in, uh, road users need to be informed of their rights. They need to be informed of their options because um, the Criminal Procedure Act um, uh, 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 mainly looked perhaps um, without necessarily like saying well it's, it's just one system, but um, it was encouraging road users mainly to say you can resolve your traffic fines through payment. Mm-hmm. Uh, but with ARTO now, we are saying if you feel that. Uh, you wish to, to, to challenge some of the infringement notices that have been meted against you, you can still do that. If you've got all the grounds, you've got all the reasons, you've got all the evidence to advance and say, well, you know, I was treated unfairly by this particular traffic officer. I do not deserve to have been given a traffic fine, and therefore I'm challenging this. So this is where we are departing from that. Besides taking the even minor infringement to the courts of law, where courts of law uh, are prioritizing major uh, crimes in the country. Well, how about having minor infringements on the road? Um, that uh, I mean, minor infringements that happen on the road being dealt with through an administrative system. The administrative system seeks to say, if you have committed an infringement, you are given a particular period to resolve that infringement. Failure to do that without necessarily taking it to the court of law, failure to resolve that particular infringement within that prescribed time. Um, you are going to be blocked from transacting on the inactives. Meaning that blocking is penal law. It says you won't be allowed to renew your license disc. You also won't be allowed mm. to renew your driving license okay. up until you have resolved that particular infringement. Okay. So it's in a way it's decriminalizing all what you're referred to as minor violations under mm. the Criminal Procedure Act. I mean, look, at the end of the day, there are good intentions behind this to really stop carnage on the road. But there are aspects of this of this act that make municipalities, for instance, uncomfortable. They are raising issues 
of of you know they feel disempowered in a way would you like to speak to that because we know yeah you know you will be collecting the money it will take a long time to get to them making it difficult to to manage their systems as they monitor traffic roads and so on your response to that well um well we, we understand because you know um where we are departing from uh, our side as a road traffic infringement agency uh, is is say is, is by saying the introduction of this system is also going to help in a way uh, for for municipalities to um, generate um, or to look at the penalties, penalty fees that they could not perhaps uh, uh, collect before because you have, for example, in some instances where infringers, uh, when they are given an infringement notice under the Criminal Procedure Act, they simply ignore it and perhaps uh, there are no sufficient uh, consequences in terms of tracing them, in terms of tracking them to make sure that they are able to come and account. Mm. Uh, for those infringements that they have committed on the road. All right. So you have a situation where some of that, uh, of those penalty fees, they end up not being honored by the infringers. Mm. But what we are proposing with the introduction of the ARTO Act is that uh, the mere fact that, you know, after a particular period, to be it 32 days or 64 days, the mere fact that when you go and renew your driving license or your licenses, you will find that traffic infringement waiting for you which says you need to resolve it before you are able to renew your driving license because currently uh, you find that because some of these infringements under the Criminal Procedure Act, they still need to be processed through courts of law. So with the introduction of ARTO, it, it will mean that they don't have to go that route, but they need to be captured in the natives. They are, uh, uh, they are looked at administratively in the sense that one will be asked to, re- to renew their to to resolve, it could be two payment or two challenging or two opting to pay in installments or what is called nomination of a driver. Because it happens sometimes, let's say, Pimelo um, um, owns, let's say, mm, a bit of, mm. of taxes. Mm. Uh, you have people mm. that you have employed mm-hmm. and those 15 taxes, let's say, are registered under your name. And when those infringements are committed under the registration plates of those cars, they all come to you to the owner. Whereas so now it's going to be directly for the person, the individual driving the car. Correctly, mm. correctly. You are enabled now to reroute those tickets mm. to the people that you have employed mm. uh, to be your driver. So this is the other advantage that the system is coming up with to make sure that um, there is fairness in the process and there is uh, justice in the way in which traffic infringements right. are administered in the country. Mwandam Kalipi is a spokesperson for the Road Traffic Infringements Agency and listening into that conversation in Salga, I, I have a feeling they disagree or at least they, they would like more clarity on some elements. They will be with me in a short while. Kaya Talk. Monday to Thursday, 8 to 10 p.m. Obviously, lots of stakeholders looking at this ARTO Act and uh, on the line with us is uh, Salga's Senior Manager Infrastructure and Transport, Unatim Doninji. Thank you so much for making time for us. Good evening and welcome, Mr. Doninji. Uh, good evening, uh, Pamela, and good evening to your listeners. Thank you so much for having us. You, you, you. you are obviously listening to Mr. Mkalipi. Uh, I've heard your concerns. You are saying this strips you of the ability to conduct some of your, your duties in municipalities. Yeah, I, I think the, 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 the context is, is, is important both from an institutional perspective mm. and from a financial perspective. Yes. I think first, I think Salga does support 
uh, all initiatives that would make a dent on the carnage on, on, on our roads. So. Indeed, as municipalities, a significant component of, of, of accidents happen on municipal roads. Mm. Municipalities, in fact, own the, the, the longest yeah. portion of our road network than any other sphere of government. Mm. So, so, so as municipalities, we indeed would like to see something being done about, about, about the carnage on the roads. Mm. But at the same time, we want it to be done in a manner that does not infringe or adversely affect the other spheres of government. Mm-hmm. So even in Saga, when we initially engaged uh, with, with RTA and the DOT regarding the Arto Act, our support was partly, as I've articulated, in other words, support, but let there be these issues of institutional form mm-hmm. and, and the issues of the impact of, of Arto on, on, on municipalities be, be established so that uh, we can provide full support to something with a full understanding on. Mm. Unfortunately, we don't have we don't have that. And indeed, our our experience in the pilot that has been done by Archia mm-hmm. and 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 our own in some of the policies, we see that it, it will have an impact and very adverse impact financially on municipalities. Is, it, is, is, is the concern the delay in in getting the money, or are you are you feeling like you're completely stripped as municipalities financially? Well, 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 it, it varies. It's 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 a number of uh, impacts mm-hmm. throughout the value chain of, sure. of, of 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 adjudicating and and administering these these traffic offences. Mm-hmm. I think the first important thing is that Arto is not a piece of legislation that is introduced in a vacuum mm-hmm. or and or introducing a new function. Mm-hmm. Because this function was done by municipalities. Municipalities were yes. adjudicating on the traffic offences yes. as, as, as they had issues those, those offences to, to offenders. So, they, so what, what the legislation then does is to take that function away from municipalities yes. yeah. and, and provinces and then and then centralize it mm-hmm. in, 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 in in national government. Mm-hmm. Also, what is quite curious about it is it seems to pick on the part that has to do with the revenue associated with the traffic offenses, <laughs> but has less to do with the other parts mm-hmm. that have to do with the costs associated with the issuing mm-hmm. of these traffic fines and mm-hmm. these traffic offenses. Mm-hmm. So so it, and it's a trend that concerns us quite deeply in Salka where especially in relation to vehicle licensing functions where other spheres of government tend to pick and cherry the parts that suit them mm-hmm. within that same chain. And those parts are the parts that almost always speak to the revenue mm-hmm. and but never speak to the costs mm-hmm. associated with it. I can give you a few examples. Yeah. For example, one of the things we're concerned about is, is, is the stationary. Currently, municipalities procure their own stationary when it comes to the issuance of fines. Mm-hmm. And that's procurement happens in a competitive way. Some of them would get a typical book that the traffic officer would use for 50 rand. Mm. Now they are forced to buy the same book from the government printers by by Arto and RTA and the RTMC mm-hmm. at 130, 140 rand, mm. the book. Mm. Similarly, there are many other devices which are handout devices that are given to officers uh, in, in municipalities Similar thing. A typical device would cost around 15000 Now they are forced to buy devices from the RCMC yes. at about 60000 a device. Mm. 
So, so, so there's some undertones of monopoly of being directed to purchase and procure things mm-hmm. within this group of agencies from the Department mm-hmm. of Transport, which yeah. is one of our concerns as well yeah. as 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 Salga. Um, uh, I mean, and the and the financial impact that it has. Sure. And one of the things we we concerned about is the value add that we get from RTA. Why do we have? an institution that is just going to deal with offenses. Mm. Besides, the back office of Inatis is already owned by RTMC. Mm. Why is this function of dealing with these offenses, assuming it's the right thing to have them centralized, not given to the RTMC? Because now the cost of running RTM must be paid for Mm. by municipalities. Mm. Similarly, we don't understand why if if the offense is, is if the if the offender pays within thirty two days, mm-hmm. they deduct an administrative fee mm-hmm. and then the money is paid back to the municipality. Mm-hmm. But if the offender pays after thirty two days, mm-hmm. the money must be split between RTA and the respective municipality. Mm-hmm. We don't understand the rationality of that. What is the difference between before thirty two days yeah. and after thirty two days? So so, so so lots of sure. lots of people who support this are saying no you know municipalities struggle with the administration this would be more efficient your response to that well i mean uh it's it, it like like i think we, we've been trying to say the, mm. the the context of of funding because the bigger issue is how municipalities are funded mm-hmm. the whole model uh, of the country and how to fund municipalities was based on a premise that municipalities will be able to collect a significant part of the revenue from the services that they offer. Yeah. But everybody knows in the country how unemployment rate is very high and some of the communities cannot afford. In fact, municipalities through grants are forced to offer some of these services for free to communities. So, so I mean, municipalities are responsible for close to half of the functions as, as, as devolved or as divided in the constitution. Yeah. But they receive only 9% of the revenue. And, and I, I totally hear what you're saying and where you're coming from, except many of us will say, look, in a perfect world, you and I uh, would like to see roads where there's no carnage. You know, we'd like to see roads where people do not offend. In other words, we shouldn't have this reliance on this revenue of people who are transgressors. So municipalities should not be budgeting so much and relying so much on transgressors. It's not so much. I, I, I wouldn't agree with that. I don't sure. really think it's a, it's a, it's a, a budgeting issue, except that mm-hmm. there are costs associated with law enforcement. There are costs yes. associated with issuing, as, as Arthur Act that designates municipalities as issuing authorities. There are costs associated with issuing these traffic offenses. Mm-hmm. So the question is mm-hmm. who must pay for this cost? Got you. So, okay. so 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 and, and, and the point also going back to an earlier point to say if if there's good intentions about it, mm-hmm. then let national government also cover the cost mm-hmm. and not only as the as RTR and, and, and RTMC do, only get involved on the revenue side of the value chain and not get involved on the cost side of that value chain. No. So, 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 so that's that. That's that is our response. In fact, mm-hmm. our view is generally when it comes to vehicle licensing functions, mm-hmm. is that the fees must pay for 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 the services first before any distribution of that revenue between the two spheres of government, so, because that's where the problem is. Sure. And I think that's what 
the municipalities like Swellendam are saying. They're saying we're now going to have to subsidize effectively mm-hmm. ARTO. And ARTO, for all intents and purposes, is now, from a revenue perspective, is a national function. Did you participate enough um, when when this was going around? Did you participate enough with your I, I think let's, 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 let's make a distinction on, on, on participation mm-hmm. and, 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 and a distinction that separates the quantitative side of it mm-hmm. to the qualitative side of it. Sure. And I think quantitatively we attended meetings, but mm-hmm. I think the challenge is some of these issues have not been addressed mm-hmm. uh, by, by RTIA and, and the Department of Transport. Mm-hmm. And that's where I think our, our, our gripe is. Yeah. Even in our formal communication uh, in written form mm-hmm. to RTIA and to the Department of Transport, mm-hmm. we raised these concerns about what is the financial impact of ARTO in, 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 on, on municipalities. Mm-hmm. I mean, we even went further to mm-hmm. raise concerns about the very efficacy mm-hmm. of ARTO, mm-hmm. as you have also I think, mm-hmm. in the conversation mm-hmm. that you had with Mr. Mr. Mkalipi mm-hmm. to say, is, will this thing really work? Mm-hmm. Because to, for, for, for it to truly work, the, the offender must be caught. Because if the offender is not caught, there's no way the system is able to, to, to function. So at the very premise of, the, of, of this system is that the offender must be caught. If the offender is not caught, then the system is, 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 is not as effective as it ought to be. So, so, and in other words, the system relies on the general law enforcement mm-hmm. uh, 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 community to be efficient and a significant component of that law enforcement community comes from municipalities. So we, we hear now it needs to be proclaimed by the president. Um, what other options do you have at this stage? Well, I, I think our view is that a significant component of the financial issues are not prescribed in the, in the principal act. Yes. Now, if the principal act doesn't say you must give a discount of 50%, it mm-hmm. doesn't. Mm-hmm. It just makes a provision for such a decision to be made. Mm-hmm. So a lot of these decisions are made in the regulations of the Arthur Act and its amendment mm-hmm. uh, 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 amendment act, so those regulations can be amended without going through a parliamentary process, as you would have to if you were trying to amend okay. uh, the principal act. So I think that is an advantage then, as a way of trying to resolve uh, a yeah. quick way, rather, yeah. to try and resolve uh, these 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 differences that 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 we have. Mm-hmm. But in Salga, we we really are quite deeply concerned about the impact of this, even from, a, as I've said, from a panoramic financial perspective mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, that we have in terms of funding of, 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 of municipalities. Also, I mean, there are many ideas about trying to ring fence some of these funding mm-hmm. uh, for road maintenance mm-hmm. purposes, but mm-hmm. if, if, if the funding is, is, is as the case is, yeah. it's even difficult to implement yeah. even those, those potential ideas of ring, fence, ring fencing. A revenue from from the roads to be diverted or to be returned back into maintenance of roads. Plausible so arguments. Yeah, no, no. Plausible arguments. Really appreciate this, and and there's still room. Quite clearly, there's still room for for some of these to be cleared out and ironed out. It's not the end of the world. So thank you very much for your time, Salgas, Senior Manager, Infrastructure and Transport, Onatim Doninji. Catch the broadcast on Kaya959.co.za.